Welcome to the Four Seasons of Vacation Rental Investing podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Krista Goodrich, aka the Boss Lady Investor. And I'm here along with my business partner, best friend, co-host, and fellow Boss Lady Investor, Kim Nguyen. We're going to help you guys navigate the vacation rental investment world. I have decades of real estate investing experience while Kim is newer to the game, but we're both here to help you fall in love with vacation rental investing, whether you're a spring chicken newbie or a seasoned investor in the winter of your life. We'll teach you how to make your vacation rental investing experience as great as a cold beer on a summer day, because we both agree that nothing is more fun than traveling the world, meeting new people, creating beautiful spaces and experiences, and of course, making a ton of money along the way. We're two best friends and investment partners that are here to show you it's never too late or too early to make now the best and most profitable time of your life. Hey everyone, I'm Krista Goodrich, an author, investor, and serial entrepreneur. I started my vacation rental investing experience over 10 years ago by accident and am now one of the leading experts in my field. I've been through lots of ups and even more downs, and I'm going to be using those experiences to help you learn how to be the best vacation rental investor you can be. So why are we calling this podcast the four seasons of vacation rental investing? Well, you see, I made a goal years ago to own a home where I could enjoy every season. What I eventually realized that meant is that I would need to own four homes so that I could enjoy each season the way I wanted to. I know some people have a dream of just having one vacation home, and I had that dream too. But then I thought, you know what? What if I took it one step further? What if I had a home for every season? And what if I had a home in every country that I like to visit. Well, I'm not to every country yet, but the great thing about goals is now that I've reached one of mine, I can always add on to it. More about that later. But first, let's introduce you to my business partner, real estate partner, and best friend, Kim. Kim, what exciting event is going to happen in 2023 for you, my friend, that I love to remind you about? Every day she reminds me that I'm turning 50, the big 5-0, but I'm forever 21. Or halfway to 100, however (laughs) you want to look at it. Hi, everyone. So my name is Kim. I moved from California to Florida about 25 years ago. I moved here with uh, my two daughters, Molly and Samantha, single mom. I have been in the financial services industry for the past 25 years, never really did any investing, um, was going to depend on my 401k to take me to retirement. And that was my plan. I purchased some stocks, but not anything that was making me any significant amount of money. Um, So about four years ago, Krista and I met at a birthday party, and that's when all the fun started. Uh, We just definitely clicked. Uh, She's not talking about the wine from that night. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of wine. It was a nice birthday party. And we clicked. We just really enjoyed each other's companies and conversations, and we became very good friends. A few years after that, of course, COVID came along, and that really changed 
change the world. I was doing a lot of traveling uh, before COVID, visiting uh, my boyfriend. He lives in another state. And so we couldn't travel. We started hanging out and I saw what you were doing with real estate. I mean, you were doing fantastic. And uh, so I told you I was interested in it. So I started studying for my license and I got my license um, the end of uh, 2020 in December. And ironically, that December was when we bought our first investment property together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very exciting for me since it was my first investment property ever. Um, and uh, it was what we thought it was a triplex. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end up being a triplex. It didn't, it didn't. But ironically, we just closed on it because we just sold it last week. Uh, last week. Yep. So um, it made my first investment very interesting. It was a very interesting experience. We learned a lot from we it. Did we learn actually a lot. both learned a lot mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, we've purchased several other properties together. And so it's it's been very exciting. It's been an exciting experience. And again, it's never too late to start investing. I bought my first investment property at 48. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to getting more and uh, teaching everyone and what we know. And that first year you got your real estate license, just so people know, you also were working a full-time job. You were still CEO of the company that you've been running for most of your life. And you were selling real estate on the side and not including the investment income that we were making from the investments. How much did you make in just selling real estate that first year on the side? That first year, I think I made like $130,000. $138,000. Yeah. Uh, The first year that she was selling real estate. And then again, she had the investment income from the rentals and stuff. So not a bad gig to get started in without a whole lot of experience (laughs) in the background. Well, I'm not going to go into details in this episode, but in the future, I'm going to share my story about how I started investing and how I really got into the real estate side of it after I'd gone through a personal bankruptcy and I'd been foreclosed on back in the Great Recession. And yet here I am killing it in life with numerous investments all over the place. I'm actually flying out to Missoula, Montana at 6 a.m. tomorrow to look at some investment properties out there that Kim and I and another couple are going to be looking at buying together. I'm going to let her fly there first because we're not very fond of cold. It's going to freeze. <laughs> I'm going to be freezing. It's going to be so cold. And we don't, we're from Florida. We don't know how to drive in the snow, but it's going to be fun. So anyway, all these years later, here I am. I own millions of dollars in real estate and I'm locally known as the vacation rental investment expert and who all the realtors call. She is. She is. Yeah. We get calls all all the time. All the time. And I just did that through education. Same like when you learned how to do real estate, you learned it very quickly by studying, by listening, by educating yourself. And that's what I did with vacation rentals. I just really studied it and got into it. So now um, I'm going to Montana and then we're meeting in Miami when I get back to go to the short-term rental investment conference where I'm one of the panelists. And Kim was also asked to be a panelist, but she declined because she doesn't like public speaking. I don't. So she's actually mad at me for making her do a podcast. (laughs) Another fun fact about both of us is Kim, where does your long-term boyfriend live? He lives in Virginia. And he won't move here. Is it because he doesn't love you enough or why won't he move here? Uh, Well, he can't move because he's a dentist one uh, and he can't move his practice. And, uh, two, I don't know what he can't move his practice. So he's, he's older than Kim by like 10 years and he's getting close to retirement age and he can't move his practice because the state laws are different. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my husband lives in West Virginia, also 
doesn't get to come home that much and not because he doesn't love me. Our, my husband and her boyfriend are amazing human beings, but he had a great opportunity and we want to have the greatest life we, we can do. have. So he lives in West Virginia and me and Kim live here and work our asses off and enjoy the sunshine or I don't know if you call it enjoying the sunshine because we're mostly working, but if we wanted to take the time to enjoy the sunshine, we could. The point guys is it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in or what your current financial situation is. Like Kim said, if you're willing to put in the work, you can build your empire into anything you want. Now, a little bit about this podcast. In each episode, what we're going to be doing is talking about the current market conditions and how that's affecting our and our guests' investment decisions today. Then we'll break down the investments that we or our guest has recently invested in. We're going to cover how the property was selected, paid for, how we set it up, how it's managed, and if it is or is not profitable. The goal is so that you can learn from us how to create a five-star experience for your guests and for your wallet. So with that, let's dive right into one real quick. All right, guys, this week we're going to be dissecting a blowfish. And what do I mean by that? Well, we have a house that we named the Bohemian Blowfish. And y'all, it is so cute. It is. It's really cute. Yeah. About a year ago, this house came on the market for $364,000 in a city called Daytona Beach Shores, which is just outside of Daytona. Kim, you want to describe the house? Yes, it's it's such a cute house. I mean, the house is located between the ocean and the intercoastal. Um, so you can walk to either, but the house itself is not on the water. Um, it's not a huge house. And when we bought it, the house had um, two bedrooms and we have what we call a Florida room, which is like a bonus room. Um, so here's a quick hack that I have already learned. In vacation rental investing, one of the best ways to make money is to get what we call heads and beds. Krista's going to talk to you about that in a second. But basically, we slapped on a set of barn doors onto the bonus room, which made that room into another bedroom for vacation rentals. And then we put a, a king bed in the master bed master and a queen in the second room, added a trundle bed into the bonus room, which is great because it can be used as a couch or another king bed, or you can separate the beds and then have two twins. Um, we also have a queen air mattress so the house can sleep actually up to eight people. So again, heads and beds. Um, and you can easily have two families with the adults um, taking the king and the queen bedrooms and then the kids piling up in the bonus room with the trundle bed and the queen air mattress. Um, since the trundle converts to a couch, we mounted a TV in the room. So now the kids and the adults also have a separate living space if they want. Um, nowadays, the vacation rental space has become pretty competitive. So we are always looking for ways to um, give our properties a bit of an edge and stand out. One way to do this is to add what we call a fun factor to the house. Um, we're in Daytona and have a lot of motorcycle and car events, so we didn't want to just completely give up the garage, as some people really want to park their bikes in the garage. So we purchased a ping pong table that folds up, and it's also on wheels, and so we put that in the garage. Now, the guests that want to use the garage for parking can fold up the table and do so while the guests with the kids or even adults over 21 that want to play beer pong um, can use the ping pong tables to have some fun. We also set, set up a really nice fire pit um, area with a cool outdoor seating space complete with rope lights for ambiance. 
We spent about 20000 on furniture and decor. Now, Krista has a really good eye for decor, so she bedazzled the heck out of that house in her own special way to really make it pop. Um, we try to get deals on furniture, so we sometimes purchase, make purchases at, at Bell's, Bell's Outlet. There are certain days that you can get a discount if you're under 50, so I better squeeze in all my discounts while I can. Um, another big thing for us, again, because of the types of events our city hosts is that we have a big side yard where people can park trailers or cars. Um, so that kind of gives us a little bit of an edge for uh, additional guest amenities. Yeah. And when we purchased a house, interest rates were obviously a lower a year ago, which means we had more wiggle room on the purchase price since our payments would be lower than today. However, don't let that scare you because we actually just went under contract on our biggest investment yet yesterday. So even though interest rates are higher today, don't let that scare you. When a deal is good, so long as the numbers work, you will find that you can still purchase real estate even with the higher interest rates. Plus, in a future episode, we're going to talk about cash out refinancing, which is a strategy you can definitely use when rates go back down. But... Let's talk about this house. So rates were a little lower and I wanna give you actual numbers. Why did we think this house at this particular location, not on the water, and it doesn't have a pool, which is kind of a big deal in Florida. Why did we think it was a good investment? In our area, as in most areas, there are very specific zoning laws. So you have to be very careful. You can't just purchase a house and make it a vacation rental in every area. It's going to matter if it's unincorporated or in a city limit, if it's in a township. Sometimes states have laws. So you really need to do your research here and figure out what parts of your area or what parts of the areas that you're looking at investing in are actually legally allowed to be a vacation rental. So the particular area we invested in, that city, allows for full vacation rentals. You can rent nightly, weekly, monthly, yearly. We've got lots of flexibility so even if the short-term rental space were to change, we could convert this to a long-term rental. It's also, again, it's on what we call the beach side of Daytona. So it's not directly on the ocean or directly on the intercoastal, but it's very, very close to both. So guests can come in a sh short walk. will have their toes in the sand. So we really like this particular area for vacation rentals. Yes, it's the Daytona Beach Shores where their slogan is, life is better in the shores. And life truly is better, especially for a vacation rental in the shores. Now, our area of the world that we're talking about right now, Daytona, is known for lots of big events. Kim had already talked about, we have a lot of bike and car events here. And whether you're into NASCAR or biking, not things that Kim and I were really into until recently. We got some matching Harleys, but we yeah. weren't into that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, those events bring tens and hundreds of thousands of people to our area. And so we know about these events. We know that we're going to have a lot of activity. So that made the city even more attractive. What are the other key factors that we did once we purchased the house to make sure that our occupancy and revenue are as high as they can possibly be? Well, if you have a pen and paper, I want you to write these things down as these are keys to all vacation rentals in increasing those numbers in occupancy and revenue. Number one, Kim touched on, that's heads in beds. Basically, the more people you can sleep in a property, the more likely you are going to be to make more money. And why is that? Well, you can always be flexible on the price. 
So if you have a property that sleeps more people and the economy shifts or you're in a slow season, you can still accommodate two people at a lower price. But when we've got those big events in town and we want to host those bigger groups, by being able to accommodate more people, we can accommodate big groups of friends, bachelorette parties, multiple families in one house. And so heads and beds is something you're always going to hear us talk about for vacation rental. Numbers. People enjoy people enjoy vacationing together too in larger groups. Yeah. Yeah. So number two, pet friendly. So Kim and I actually own a vacation rental management company. And again, we'll talk about this in some future episodes, but we run into owners that frequently say, well, I don't want pets to wreck my house or I'm scared about having fur or the furniture being worn and torn. Well, I've been doing this a long time, guys. And the occupancy by allowing pets and the amount you can choose or the amount you can charge each night is significantly higher when you allow pets. People like me who are crazy dog ladies, I want to travel with my dogs. In fact, I started buying investments. A lot of it was because I couldn't stay at my in-law's house with my dogs and I wanted to bring them when I came to Florida. So allowing pets can be a huge advantage. Plus, we have a new product that we use that covers up to $2,500 in damage, no questions asked. So if a dog were to create some damage in a property, then you'd have an immediate payout to get that damage covered. But in all the years I've been doing it, I've actually never had an issue with dogs eating furniture or anything. Most people that travel with their pets tend to have pets that are better trained. So anyway, consider being pet friendly if you're able to. Now, some condos won't allow you, so check the rules there. Number three, decor that pops in pictures. I love theming out our units. We're um, heavily in beach towns. We also are in farm areas. Whatever area you're in, if you're in the mountains and you're by a ski resort, I would theme it out like crazy with ski stuff. Again, we're in a beach town, so you feel like you walked into a mermaid's uh, fantasy land when you come and into she the- loves pillows, guys. She yeah, loves pillows. Pillows. there's pillows. pillows. She's buying them. Yeah, I have an obsession with decorative pillows. And when we do this, we use a lot of bright colors. We use a lot of paintings. We use big wall decor. And even if it's not what you'd enjoy having in your own home that you live in, people are on vacation. They want it to be different. But more importantly, they're booking online. So they're comparing your vacation rental to hundreds, thousands, tens, whatever number of other vacation rentals out there. So it's got to really pop out of the picture so they notice yours and book your unit. Another thing we do is we cross market on what are called all the OTAs, so online travel agencies, better known to most of you as Airbnb, VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, Expedia, you name it, we put our units out on all of those different OTAs. They all have varying rules about how you can list and when they choose to promote your listing and whatnot. But we put it out as much as possible, as well as on our own website, which, if you're curious, is mysaltydogvacation.com. And that way, we're able to touch everyone and anyone that's looking on whatever their preferred site is to book a vacation rental. Number five, we fully stock our vacation rentals. You do not have to bring your own towels or your own linens or anything like that to our properties. Additionally, We don't stock our units with garbage. We stock our units with relatively decent stuff. If you have a luxury vacation home and you furnish it, and we've seen people do this, if you furnish it with 
very clearly thrift store couches, you're, you shouldn't be surprised when you get lower booking numbers or guests that are upset because they are booking a really nice house and they arrive and find not so nice furniture. While we're very thrifty and we're very smart, like Kim said, we go to stores on days that they have specials and whatnot. We do make sure that we're really putting nice quality stuff in our units that doesn't break the bank, but doesn't make the guests feel like they paid for something and didn't get something really nice. So we make sure our pots and pans are going to be nice pots and pans. We do get very inexpensive um, cups and glassware. We buy those at the dollar store and Walmart, but we don't skimp on things like pillows. When someone lays their head down at night, we want them to have a comfy pillow, a comfy bed. And again, those decorative pillows that I love, right? So make sure that you're stocking your units with decent quality stuff that you too would be happy to stay at and enjoy. Kim also spoke about the fun factor. We do different things at different properties, but ping pong tables are always great. They're relatively inexpensive. They will break. We've had ping pong tables for years and you do have to replace them about every year or two. People will have fun. They'll play beer pong and all those things and just put the ping pong table in an area where it's okay if they spill a beer, right? So ping pong tables are great. They can fold up. You can move them out of the way. You can use the space for other things. Adults enjoy it. Kids enjoy it. We we have a pool table in one of our other properties, which we were really nervous about. They're way more expensive. And what do you know, within two months of owning that property, the pool table felt got ripped. So now you have to hire someone professional to come in and fix that. And the next guest checking in, there was a pool table because we couldn't get someone out there fast enough. Not the same with the ping pong table. So I highly recommend ping pong tables. Whatever it is, if you're in a, again, a ski town, we're in beach towns, but maybe you're in a ski town. I just stayed at a vacation rental um, in Montana. And one of the things they offered was a free ski lift pass. You still have to rent your gear, but what a nice little thing to offer. And it really made their listing stand out. And then the seventh thing is we offer things that others may not offer. So in our example, this particular house, we have enough parking for trailer parking. So we have bike weeks and a lot of car show events. And we're able to tell our guests that maybe for an additional fee, depending on the time of the year, they are able to park their trailers and unload their bikes and whatnot. They can park it on the side and it's out of the neighbor's way because we certainly don't want to upset our neighbors. But those are seven different ways on this particular property that we really made our property stand out. So that's the house. Now let's talk about how we paid for it. When we went to buy this house, Kim and I had just purchased another investment property. So we didn't have a ton of cash but we still knew this was going to be a great investment. So we used one of my personal favorite strategies to finance it. And that is we begged our friends and family for money. Right? <laughs> yes, we did. And tag, I was it. <laughs> yeah, it was Kim's turn. So on this particular investment, she had to go talk to her sister. And I'm kidding about the begging, but only kind of. So basically Kim went to her sister and I went to my mom and presented the opportunity because we didn't have the money we needed for the down payment and to get the loan with our other investment going. So we presented a different strategy to each of them of why it would work and help them. And they both agreed. And so we bought it for women, Kim's sister, Kim, myself, and my mom. So how fun that we get to do an investment with our family members. And 
um, that we get to watch it grow and get to watch them improve their financial wealth. I know a lot of new investors get tripped up here, and that's um, that's because I'm going to tell you how much our investment actually cost, or I'm actually going to have Tim, Kim tell you how much did our this particular investment cost us. Um. So yes, when I uh, I called my sister because she'd been interested in uh, doing some investing, and she loves Florida. They vacation here every few years, and so it was it was something she really did want to do. She was really excited about it, and when we showed her the house, she fell in love with it because it was on the beach side and it was between um, the river and the ocean. Um, so I had to get used to thinking about things this way. It, it does take some time, even though we bought the house for 364000 Our investment cost was actually only about $57,000. So it was about 14000 each since there was four of us. Yeah, so that's right. So we had um, to put 10% down on this particular investment. So that was $36,400 down. Plus the cost of decor was about another $20,000. So round that up to about 57000 down. And as Kim said, that left us paying $14,000 each. And I know some of you may think, what if I don't want to invest with other people? And that's totally fine. Every investor is different and you can always invest how you feel most comfortable. For Kim and I, as I stated, we were in a position where without the other two women investing with us, we couldn't have made it work. So I look at it this way. If I can't invest by myself and I have other people that are willing to invest with me that I get along with, why not do it? Making some investment return, and we'll talk about how much we made, is better than none, right? So that was a year ago. We started renting the house as a vacation rental in mid-February of 2022. And so far, we have brought in, and we're under a year of renting it, we've brought in over $40,000 in rental income, and that's after we've paid our taxes and our cleaners. So how does that net out for us on this property? Well, the mortgage and taxes plus the insurance on the property come out to $1,750 a month. Our utilities run us about $600 a month. This is all monthly numbers. Our repairs run about $400. A month and why why four hundred dollars a month? Well, you've got to figure in that sometimes ACs are going to break or refrigerators; those are your bigger ticket items. But most months we're paying for linens or a lamp that got broken. We don't we don't try to overcharge our guests for minor damage if they drop a plate or a glass or whatever. Things are going to break. That's normal wear and tear. So linens in particular in vacation rental, you want to be prepared that you're really going to be replacing linens a lot because they're getting washed a lot, they're getting used a lot. And you certainly don't want your guest sleeping on not very nice linens. We also choose to pay an additional $200 a month towards the mortgage. So we pay $1,950 towards the mortgage a month. And when you add all these numbers together, that comes out to $2,950 a month in expenses. We bring in about $3,500 a month so far. That number is actually going to increase over the years as we start to get repeat guests that are coming back and we have great reviews. You'll start to see those numbers rise because the house will become more desirable. But in the first year, you tend to offer lower pricing and discounts and specials just to get people to come check you out. Yeah, but, and I think um, in February, we've got a really good booking. We in, do. In February, yeah. for just the month of February, we have a $9,000 booking. 
for so one last year we did way less than that. So we're already looking much better for 2023 after having a great 2022. So um, this all means that we have a cash flow of about $500 a month that we put into our shared bank account. Now, assuming all things stayed equal, if we kept the house for 10 years, our return would look like this. We have $500 a month in cash flow times 12 months equals $6,000 a year. Doesn't sound like a lot, right? Over 10 years, that's $60,000. During this time, our mortgage is going to be being paid down by our guests who are paying to rent our home. After 10 years of the mortgage being paid down, and remember we pay a little extra, we would owe $259,000 approximately left on the mortgage. We can also assume that real estate grows at a very conservative pace of 3% over the years. So it's 3% a year. And again, that's conservative. In a lot of markets, you'll see 5 and 6% rates of returns, but we like to err on the side of caution. So over 10 years, with that 3% increased um, cost of the real estate, the house is now going to be worth $489,000. If you take the value of $489,000, subtract what we owe on the mortgage of $259,000, you're left with $230,000 in equity. But remember, we put down $57,000, so we still have to subtract that out, which leaves us with $173,000 in profit. But don't forget, we also pocketed $60,000 over 10 years, making us $233,000 in profit. We still have to divide by four though, because remember there's four of us, meaning each of us is left with $58,000. In 10 years of investment, that means we would have made over 400% of our money or 40% annually. And that's not even accounting for depreciation and the other incredible tax advantages that I'll explain in a later episode that come with owning real estate. Guys, the stock market averages 7.2% annual return, and you have almost no control of your money. You can't sleep in your stocks, nor can you have a cool pad for friends, family, or employees to use. And another great part, Pam and I were able to take this property and donate it for several nonprofit auctions, and we were able to help raise money for nonprofits around our town and give back. And it really didn't cost us anything to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think we have somebody staying at the end of this month, one, one of do. the a few days. Yeah, we do. So let's say um, we hold on to the property. And as you guys all heard, um, if we held on to it for 20 years, that would make Kim 70. Uh -huh. So, uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> assuming she wants to retire by then, which she's a little crazy, so she'll probably never retire. But let's say she wants to retire after 20 years. After 20 years, we would only owe $99,000 left on this property. We'll have made $120,000 in cash flow over the years. And that the house would then be worth, assuming that 3% growth rate, $657,000 which leaves us with a net return over 20 years of $621,000 divided by the four of us. Each of us would net $155,000 from a $14,000 investment. Y'all, that 
is how vacation rental investing works. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I mean, imagine if you had five or even 10 properties. Now we are really starting to build some wealth. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and not to mention that Kim and I are getting to start to travel and purchase properties together in other fun states or places that we want to visit, like Montana, where we have a house under contract right now. Yeah, uh, Montana. I mean, other than the cold, but Montana sounds really exciting. It's awesome. And we just went to Isla Mujeres and we've been to Belize. And when we go to all these places to look at real estate, we're able to write off those trips because we actually are truly going to these places to look at investing. So we get to tax write off places. Yes. Awesome locations. Yes, it's, yeah. it's been great travel. Like uh, Isla Mujeres was beautiful. It was wonderful. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're having so much fun doing this, but all right, guys, uh, we are going to put all those numbers in the show notes so you can decipher them, break them down, make sure I gave you the right numbers. And then we'll be diving deeper into this house and others on future episodes of the show. But hopefully this was a great first show to share how and why vacation rental investing can be such a great way to build your wealth. Kim, is there anything you want to add before we sign off? Um, yes, no, definitely. I mean, one of the things I would say is four, four years ago, I had no idea I would be investing in real estate. So my, my advice is if you've not, um, invested in real estate and you want to learn, it's definitely never too late. I mean, I'm a few months from turning 50 and I've got, uh, I've been doing this for about two years and been very successful. Um, at it. So again, it's never too late to start. So get going. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, at the end of every show, we'll be asking our guest. It won't always just be me and Kim. We're going to have guests as well. I'm really excited about um, our next guest and I'll tell you guys more about her in the future. But Kim, since today we don't have a guest, you're going to be our star today. Are you ready for our fun four? Yes. Let's have it. Here we go. First question. And these are going to be four questions we ask every guest at the end of our show. So first question, what vacation rental amenity do you have to have when you go on vacation? A big kitchen. Big kitchen. Kim loves big to kitchen. cook. I, I love to cook. But then also when you're on vacation, you want to, um, you obviously we vacation as a group. And so uh, there's a lot of people normally. And the, the kitchen is just a nice space to, for everybody to gather. So there's a big kitchen and you can cook and gather and of course make drinks and have fun. So that's the whole point of the vacation. So I would say big kitchen. Awesome. Awesome. Number two, what is your favorite book on investing? Well, duh, of course, the boss lady investor. <laughs> oh, what a great book, Kim. Who's the author of that book? Um, I don't know. Some chick named Krista Goodrich. Yeah, <laughs> that's my book. I, I don't know if it's really Kim's favorite, but I appreciate the shout out on the episode. So thank you. Um, number three, what is one thing that you always do on vacation? Eat lots of food, <laughs> lots of different foods, trying different spices, trying the different foods in the area. Um, I love to cook, but then I also love to eat also. So eating. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Not the cooking part, the eating part. And <laughs> then number four, what is 
a bucket list vacation spot or activity that you still need to complete? Well, it's on the list. We're supposed to go, but since I haven't gone yet, it's still technically on my bucket list. So it's Africa. Yeah, that's right. So Kim and I are going, we are going to trek the gorillas and to see the great migration in July. And we're actually affording this vacation from our real estate investing and real estate sales. And our, our lives have been very, very blessed thanks to our knowledge of real estate and vacation rental investing. So yeah, that's a great one. I can't wait to share with everyone how awesome it is. Yes, looking forward to it. Yep, me as well. Well, guys, that is all for today's show. We hope you learned a lot. We can't wait to see you again on the next show or not see you, but at least have you listen to the next show. And just remember that no matter what dreams you're thinking about, no matter what you think is stopping you, if you have the will, if you have the desire, if you're willing to work hard, then no matter what, you got this.